We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, hello. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your favorite Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast. No, this is not Ken Francis. This is Johnny Venerable <laughs> joined by Bo Brock here on a football Thursday. Bo, what's the good word? We got a D-hop trade to talk about yet? Uh, are we gearing up towards one? Are we ramping up as we were told a couple days ago? Uh, I hope so, right? Sean Ham saying rumor has it, D-hop. That the Bills trade concludes sometime tonight. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Sean, what do you know? Let's Sean, get it tell done. Us everything you know. What's the good word? Listen. Who's reporting that. Is there some D-hop trade fatigue setting in? Not from this podcast, <laughs> picking spreads. We're fired up because the series of tweets that came out this morning, the information that we're getting here at PHNX Cardinals is, hey, hang on a hot minute. This is not a couple of ham sandwiches on day three of the NFL draft. Buckle up, as our good friend JG would say, Kansas City, check. We know they're interested. Uh, New England, check. But then how about this ball, Brock? The Buffalo Bills want to take a little look-see at DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, round up the wagons, the Buffalo Bills. They, uh, I mean, you look at their draft capital, it's a, little, it's a little sparse, right? They've got six picks in the upcoming draft. They've got uh, some, some players that were mentioned by some beat reporters yesterday that they might be able to send to the desert at Oliver Gabriel Davis, but both of them in contract years. So you got to look at where, you know, could you lock them in beyond 2023 potentially Would that maybe spruce up the deal for the Arizona Cardinals. And then Pac-Man Jones, a newcomer to the Love scene as far as NFL insiders. He says he's buds with D hop. He was on Pat McAfee he continues to carve out a role for himself on that show. And, uh, man, what a role so far, having the insight to say the Falcons, the Ravens, the Bills, the Raiders, and the Pats, and then the Chiefs, as you said, and Benjamin Albright told us about about a month ago. Those are the teams that are interested in DeAndre Hopkins. And it's, uh, you know, Bills are intriguing, right? Because yeah. I think with the Chiefs, it becomes an AFC arms race. Who's going to land DeAndre Hopkins to put one of those two teams over the top? And then you've got, you know, some teams. I, I really don't buy into the Ravens. Uh, unless maybe Ken Francis is the one making and facilitating the deal to get DeAndre Hopkins to Baltimore like he's facilitating deals for his boy Lamar Jackson around the league, I, allegedly. Uh, they just don't have the capital. They, there's too many variables with that franchise right now, including Lamar Jackson, to think of them as legit. And then you have the Falcons. It's like J.J. Watt said that DeAndre Hopkins wants to win now. Pac-Man Jones said today that he wants to win. That's his main goal. He would take pay cut to do so. Falcons ain't it. They ain't winning anything anytime soon. No. And again, like we need a sense of urgency from these teams that feel like they can sit back and, and offer the Arizona Cardinals pennies on the dollar for an all pro receiver. So it was, a, it was a breath of fresh air this morning to see, oh, Kansas City shaking in your booties a little bit. Don't think you're going to get D hop for a you know conditional fifth round pick anymore. Let's say the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen offer a little bit more. Let's get this enticing. And now you're talking about Bo Brock potentially blocking other teams from acquiring him. I don't even, I didn't even think about like the new England aspect of this. It's like, if you're Bill Belichick and Buffalo gets Deandre Hopkins, you are going to be destroyed by your fan base. You're yeah. going to be absolutely obliterated because a lot of people just conceivably connected the dots D hop to the, you know, new England Patriots, their receiving core is egregious. If the bills come in and steal him from you, I mean, that it's a complete baffling look, Kansas city, 
you know, while we feel like they need DeAndre Hopkins, because what team doesn't look at the receiving core, they have the credibility, Bo. They've got the team. They've got the rings. They've got the accolades. Bill Belichick, yes, he won Super Bowls with Tom Brady. Since Tom Brady left, I mean, they're egregious offensively. It is a very different place, it feels like, than the Cardinals were even like 24 hours ago. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots, I thought Colin Cowherd did a good job in pointing out, you know, they do a lot of great things, right? As far as organizationally, they do a lot of great things as far as building their franchise. But like Steve Keim, Bill Belichick and crew have struggled in the play in the skill player uh, drafting role. They yeah. just haven't been able to do it. They drafted 10 guys and 10 guys that you would have a hard time saying, hey, he's a legit two. You definitely don't have a legit one in the group. So when you have a guy like, if, if you can't, you know, draft and develop it, you got to go buy it. And if you're staring down, you know, the Buffalo Bills, and I think we have a uh, we have a look at what their draft capital looks like. Here it was looks so pretty here, round one. That's probably mm. not the picture, 27th overall. But you get to the second round, Great if it becomes kind of if, if the part if the market materializes and they can get that bidding war up to pick 59. That'd be interesting, but then you've got you know the third and fourth round picks could be in play here. But if you're the New England Patriots and within your division, you you can trump them in pretty much every single pick. Like you're a couple picks ahead in the second round. You've got your third round pick, which is a better pick, and then you've got what three fourth round picks or that, or that you can deal. So the Patriots they can create the best draft capital trade package of anybody they have 11 picks so if they lose if they lose out to the bills they're gonna have to answer a lot of questions to their fan base i like that chart because what it does show me is uh buffalo's third round pick is higher in kansas city so hey kansas city hey kansas city offering like the hundredth pick for deandre hopkins and some scraps well buffalo's offering 91 we have no allegiance to you you're in the afc we don't play you again Buffalo Bills, they're like, we're trying to win our first Super Bowl. We're going all in with Josh Allen while we can, right? We feel like Gabriel Davis and and DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs is is better than anything you're going to trot out. So then it becomes, okay, Kansas City, why don't you offer us two threes? Or your second-round pick becomes an option again. To me, it's like, finally, we can start stacking some chips here. These teams that are trying to outthink the room saying, well, Hopkins, yeah, 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 he's an all-pro receiver. He's a top-10 receiver. But at the end of the day, we can't pay him what he wants. He's 31 years old. He missed time for PEDs last year. He was hurt the year before. I'm sorry. DeAndre Hopkins is not going to be traded for pennies on the dollar. Monty Austin Fortbow is playing this beautifully, just like he did to secure Jonathan Gannon. Isn't it interesting? Some parallels here with, okay, the Cardinals were the last team to hire a head coach. Everybody's freaking out. This podcast freaked out. We didn't like the operation, how, how slow they were going missing out on D'Amico Ryans and Sean Payton. But in the end, like Jonathan Gannon got the guy, or excuse me, Monty Austin Ford got the guy, presumably he always wanted in Jonathan Gannon. And I think yeah. he's taking the same approach as to what's going on with D-Hop. Like, hey, don't come at me with that day three draft capital bullshit. Like, you want DeAndre Hopkins, you're going to have to pay a premium. And we're going to take our time. And we're going to make every phone call to every team to see if there's a need for an all-pro receiver. So I, I do think that it would be foolish, Bo, to watch how Monty Austin Ford operated, how thorough the Cardinals were in hiring Jonathan Gannon and said, okay, I think we know how this dude operates. He vets. He vets hard, and I think it's for the better, betterment of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, and the pressure to win, I think you, you can throw the Patriots in it because they haven't. They were at the top of the mountain, and they've fallen pretty far from it the last couple of seasons. They tasted it uh, back to the playoffs, what, season removed from now. Uh, and, and they look like they were on the right track and then took a step back. Like they want to get back there. And then you've got the two teams at the head of the conference in, in the bills and the chiefs. It's like, okay, you, this, the pressure to win is driving the price back up to where Monty Austin Fort wanted to be And his patience. As you're pointing out, it's paying off. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I think it's because when you have players, the caliber of Deandre Hopkins, when push comes to shove, when it comes down to getting players, that are going to put your team in a position to win, that separate themselves from good receivers and are great receivers or great players at their position, you're going to be able – people are going to pay for it. You can look at the red flags. The red flags are there with DeAndre Hopkins. Like it, As far as like case studies, you'd be hard-pressed to find a guy with more, I guess, red flags uh, when you're trying to take a deal and get 
you know, a pretty high pick for it. You've got a guy who's going to be 31 years old. And the production for wide receivers traditionally fall off once they go over the age of 30. It's just that's just what happens. He's got he's missed half the game in the last two seasons. I mean, he's got two strikes against him, the PED suspension and the salary that he's making as of right now. He can certainly restructure it down, but still going to be a large number. Those are three things that are going against the Arizona Cardinals and DeAndre Hopkins in this as they try to negotiate a trade for him out of Arizona and recoup some draft capital in return. You guys were unbelievable yesterday helping with those contributions to Ryan's house. You guys continue to crank in good comments and questions like this one from Nick L. Any truth to the rumors Simmons is on the trade block? I'm not sure if that's a rumor or if that's kind of hearsay on Twitter. I would say all options are on the table. I, I would say if, if Monty Austin Ford is offered a premium pick for Isaiah Simmons, he's going to consider it. I don't have that source, and I don't think that there is one right now being offered. And I don't think that a Hopkins-Simmons deal – is likely bull Brock, but I mean, there, there are very few untouchables on this roster. No. Yeah. I, I think outside of Kyler Murray, uh, I don't think you're probably Buddha Baker, somebody's name who's been thrown about in, in most of the introductory press conferences from the GM to your head coach to when you talk to the new coaching staff, everybody very complimentary of Buddha Baker. And it, that would be a tough one for this team, this organization with uh, it's, it's name and so many bad headlines to trade away uh, the star of their team last season in Buda Baker. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, nothing is off the table. When you have a guy who was selected as high as Isaiah Simmons was, eighth overall in the 2020 draft, and the organization is clearly debating on whether or not they even want to pick up his fifth-year option. Yeah, he's, he's if, if another team views him as somebody they want to trade assets for, I think that the Arizona Cardinals are willing to listen. Now, I haven't seen anything that resembles a legitimate uh, rumor or rumbling about Isaiah Simmons being traded. Yeah. I, I mean, at this point, what is Isaiah Simmons value? I, I think his value to the Cardinals this year and trying to play good football is, is pretty good, but at $12 million next year, $12.5 million with the, with the fifth year option, probably not great. Um, and we're going to find out more. I would, I would say if Deandre Hopkins, excuse me, if Simmons gets traded, it's before the team would make a decision on his fifth year option. That'd be a rough look to, decline his option then go around saying any takers for this guy that we're not infatuated with will be interesting Bo Brock to see what happens with that but the DeAndre Hopkins market uh, Buffalo to me love that they're involved and I put this out there Ed Oliver would be a throw-in you take him on the team we talked about it yesterday and you got upset that's fine you take him on the team <laughs> Can we have context say, to why I got upset can we yes. provide some sort don't, of context don't allow Ed Oliver to be the centerpiece right he is a throw-in player, eat the money, 26-year-old D-tackle, and see what you have. But he's, he's, they're, they're trying to unload his money, are they not? I, I just don't see the value right now at this stage in the rebuild. If, if you can do it on top of a pick and a player, somebody that can contribute in the 2023 season, great. But if, if it's Ed Oliver and it costs you – trying to get a third round pick and you get a fifth round pick. I'm not for that. Like that's what the deal was. It was, you know, could it be an Ed Oliver and Gabriel Davis for Deandre Hopkins? Uh, like plus the fifth round pick. It's like, no, Monty Osfort wants to get the highest pick. So give that to me. And that's you know, fair. fine. If, if it costs you Ed Oliver, Oliver, fine. You know, it's like, you're going to have Ed Oliver on your defensive line. He's going to look great. Unless it's like Ed Oliver coming over and he's going to sign a multi-year extension and they view him as a, as a big, uh, part of the beef on the defensive line, that's fine. Where's the beef for the Arizona Cardinals? It's not in the defensive line group, um, but we'll see. I mean, I, that, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Say, hey, we don't have any, no, I don't have anybody as good as that Oliver. And Buffalo Twitter will tell you, he's fine. He's a guy. He's a starter. Cardinals don't have anybody of that caliber. Um, and I think, listen, you let him play next year on the Cardinals. You let him rack up a bunch of gaudy stats because he's your number one D tackle. You either re-sign him or you go out and you get a comp pick and he signs elsewhere. I, I don't you get a you get a premium pick and they throw in Ed Oliver. I like that. Somebody compared it D Hop style. They're trying to get rid of Ed Oliver, like Cardinals were trying to get rid of um David Johnson once upon a time. I think that'd be interesting. I'll tell you what else is interesting. Our phenomenal partners at Circle K. We're so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. Check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection. Plus, Get this. You guys know where I'm going with this. Premium gas, cheapest in the Valley. You betcha. Uh, we, we've got March Madness on tap tonight. The, the race to the Final Four is on. 
Polar Pops stay cold longer. Ice coffee, just $1.89. What? 12 packs of beer? Four Peaks beer starting at just $9.99. Red Bull, 12 ounce Monster Energy drinks. Buy two, get one free fast twitch, 12 ounce bottles. I'd be more excited about that if I knew what that was, Bo Brock, but the kids tell me it's fantastic. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff from our friends at Circle K and be stocked up this March Madness long. Head to circlek.com slash store locator to find the nearest Circle K near you here in Maricopa. I know where all the hot spots are as, as it relates to Circle K because it's a delicacy here. We love it. PHNX is synonymous with Valley Sports. Circle K synonymous with convenience, convenience stores, Bo. And our friend Coney knows a great deal. The uh, VIP sip and save. There you go. You're getting your free drink each and every day. I don't know what the VIP does, but if it takes it above, just getting a free drink from Circle K every day, sign me up for that as well. I always love to stop into my Circle K when I'm filling up my gas tank. On my way home from PHNX Studios, I'm also grabbing a six-pack of Kilt Lifter, maybe a Wow Wheat, Arizona's number one wheat beer in the state. It's Four Peaks. They're brewing it. They're actually brewing it out there in Tempe on 8th Street. Great place Hell to go yeah. check out a game. They got the best deal in town. And, and like you say, well, like in regards to what? It's just the best deal in town by far. It's their spring baseball uh, tours that they're giving out here, the spring brewery tours. Throughout March, you can pregame your baseball outing. $25 tickets include a brewery tour, beer samples, mainstay pint, brat and chips, and clear bag with Four Peaks swag. You don't want to miss out on that. Check out their tours, their events, fourpeaks.com slash events. Do we have an event coming up at Four Peaks soon? Maybe. Can't wait to tell you about one. Uh, Check them out on social as well. At Four Peaks Brew, go get some of that delicious sweet nectar of the gods, Four Peaks beer. They got their bourbon barrel selection as well, like their Raj Mm. IPA bourbon barrel. So smooth, so amazing. You got to try it out for yourself. They've got, you know, endless amount of the bourbon barrel that they're just – they're letting age their unbelievable beer that they've brewed on site. You don't want to miss out on it. you got to be 21 years or older to enjoy it. And when you are 21 years old and you're enjoying the beer, you got to do it responsibly. Uh, Alabama had their pro day today. Bo and I yeah. were not in attendance. Uh, also not in attendance, the Arizona Cardinals, which I know has got a lot of people up in arms. Uh, Will Anderson is the darling of mock drafts and Cardinal fans alike, including this show, to go third overall to our precious Cardinals but it was about a month ago when Bo and I were at the NFL Combine that we heard from multiple people. Cardinals like Will Anderson, but they're not infatuated with him. It's not a home run, and that's where we began. I put it up on my article, gophnx.com, when we began to hear about the Cardinals, let's call it desire, hard desire to trade down from pick number three. And uh, Bo Brock, via friend of the podcast, Benjamin Albright, he is doubling down on that with his best guesses as to what happens ahead of the NFL draft within the top five. I believe we have old Ben's tweet here. (laughs) Annual tradition, as Benjamin Albright says, if I had to guess today, Panthers take C.J. Stroud, Texans take Bryce Young, Cardinals expect to trade down, which is what we've talked about at nauseam, and take either Christian Gonzalez, the standout quarterback, cornerback from Oregon, or there's our boy, there's your boy, Bo, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech, the product of Texas Tech, just like Cliff Kingsbury. And speaking of Cliff Kingsbury, they share the same agent, Eric Burkhardt. Horror show? Question mark? It's me, EB. It's me, EB. And uh, (laughs) I don't know if you saw the end of that. Seahawks getting Will Anderson in that scenario. How do do you feel about that, Bo Brock? Would that be like two of the top pass rushers, young pass rushers that the Arizona Cardinals have kind of like gift-wrapped for a division rival? Nick Bosa, of course, you got to take Kyler Murray, number one overall. But then there's... The San Francisco 49ers with open arms saying, come here, let me get my arms around you. And then they got uh, Will Anderson potentially going up to Seattle, living in the Pacific Northwest. That'd be a tough one to swallow, but I'll maintain this. Like if the Arizona Cardinals move is to trade down, uh, take a Tyree Wilson, take a Christian Gonzalez, take a a, a Witherspoon out of Illinois, like and and recoup a bunch of picks on top about if if Monty thinks that's the best deal, you can't think about, well, it's going to give them Will Anderson. Like one one pick, uh, one, it, them, the Cardinals selecting isn't going to turn this thing immediately around, and it's not going to immediately just sink uh, your chances against the Seahawks going forward. It's going to make things tougher, so you got to be a little tighter with your scouting and, and know which direction you want to go with those those picks you're going to recoup. But, 
yeah, you're not gonna. It's not gonna determine what you're gonna do just because you're gonna give Seattle a really good player. Yeah, it's interesting, Bo. I Will Anderson, I believe, is transcendent. I think it's the perfect poster boy, poster child, poster player, whatever you want to call it, for the Cardinals to trot out with their new uniforms uh, at State Farm Stadium this fall and say, "This is what our rebuild looks like: fresh new unis, equipped with Will Anderson." But it it just it hasn't felt like that's a reality lately, um, and that's okay. Because the Cardinals are more than just one Will Anderson away, Bo Brock, mm-hmm. from competing, right? Just like, I mean, the Cardinals could have gone out and traded for a pass rusher this offseason. But with the rest of the roster that they have, they're going to need a lot more than that. I also uh, am one to believe I like the pass rushers they have on the roster. I want to add to that. But, I mean, you compare it to cornerback. Uh, let's talk about defensive line, interior offensive line a big receiver, a running back. I mean, they need a lot of stuff. And so here's what I got sourced for everybody. Some information I got this morning. Oh, Cardinals, you haven't even shared this with me. I, well, I can't it's wait. for the show. I held it on for the people and for the show. <laughs> um, people are people tr- are trying to get aggressive with Monty Austin Ford. Um, and they people are trying to do a deal ASAP. And I think Monty is of the mindset Everybody just take a deep Who's breath. Who's getting aggressive? Is it Ken Francis uh, or other GM? Ken, uh, uh, competing team. <laughs> okay. um, I already told you guys a couple of weeks ago, um, Carolina called the Cardinals to talk about the third overall pick, and then they're like, screw it, we got to get up to one. Uh, there are a number of other teams that want to move up. I think we all knew that, but this is definitive. A bunch of other teams want to move up, and I don't think Monty Austin Ford is in any rush to, to make a deal. I, I think Monty Austin Ford is saying, okay, my pick's going to be here now. It's going to be here in two weeks. It's going to be here in four weeks. Like, who wants to get desperate? Who wants to get nuts? Um, Cardinals, make no mistake about it. The Cardinals are going to get a haul for pick three. And the more that I'm hearing is it's not going to be – I don't believe it's going to be pick four unless they go from three to four and then they double down again and trade back again. They're trying to be selfish, which is the right play, and they want to go and get picks – you know, between seven to 11 and get a bounty. And we're talking ones this year, next year, multiple day, two picks. The the, the QB tax is significant. Let's go. And there are teams ready to make deals yeah. right now. And Mr. Austin Ford, if he's shown us anything, just like, I'm just going to do a little bit of this. Yeah. I'm just going to do a little bit of this. You guys mm-hmm. freak out, fight amongst yourselves because <laughs> that pick is only be, think about it for a second. Don't you think that pick's only be, going to become more and more valuable as we get closer to the draft? There's pressure from these GMs, from their owners, Bo Brock, mm-hmm. to make the call, to dial up the Cardinals, to get the deal done. Because if your owner is infatuated with Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young or whomever, and they're putting pressure on you to get a deal done, and you screw up, you screw mm-hmm. around, you can't get your ass is getting fired. So I, I the Cardinals are playing this right. So we're freaking out about the DIOP deal. We want resolution. We want the picks. Mm-hmm. Cardinals are going to get a shit ton of picks for pick three. And the unfortunate caveat to that, Bill Brock, is probably means Will Anderson's not going to be a Cardinal. Yeah, but look, if it's for, it's for the rebuild, right? It's it's for rebuilding the Arizona Cardinals and finally doing it right. It's shuffling the deck. And man, I mean, you don't, you don't get that kind of insight anywhere in the Valley as far as what Johnny Venerable just dropped here on PHNX Cardinals. Nothing. I mean, it just... It, it, it kind of it reinforces what we thought about Monty Osford. I mean, it, it even makes you think it's like, oh, you, you think you're going to rattle the cage of Monty Osford, a guy who spent 15 years in the New England Patriots organization, a guy that if he wasn't in the NFL, he was going to be an FBI agent. You're going to rattle that guy. You think he's breaking a sweat because you're saying, hey, we're going to pull our trade off the table if you don't take it now. He's like, OK, well, it's your loss. I've got the top asset right now in the 2023 NFL draft. I know how valuable that is. Clearly, you don't know how valuable that is because you're not playing hard. You're not playing hard enough ball here and negotiating realistically because come, if I hold on this thing, come draft day, I know I can get a little bit more and I can wring out that washcloth a little bit more to help my re my rebuild. I mean, that's just going to be so big for this. I mean, to really kind of to maximize their assets, Deandre Hopkins in the third overall pick, if like the head coaching search, if they can get it right, is what we feel. I mean, without seeing Jonathan Gannon coach a game yet, we feel like he's a really solid pick. If they can do the same with these two assets and putting them towards this roster, it's a slam dunk. 
Let's talk about the two players that are listed because Albright's been money as hell, not only for this show, but in general. Ben Ben's having yeah. a good offseason with his predictions. Um, and he was the one that came on and said it's going to be Jonathan Gannon. Uh, I like both those players in a trade down. I don't like either of them to pick three. So if Tyree Wilson's a Cardinal, so be it. But I, if I get future ones and twos with it, hell yeah. Same with Christian Gonzalez. My preference, Bo Brock, give me a line of scrimmage player, right? And I still think that's where they want to go. But you got the chiseled, chiseled jaw of Christian Gonzalez, if you've seen it in person. It's a, something to be celebrated. I mean, this, this kid is put together, and he's an outside corner specimen. Yeah. He's 6'2", elite ball skills. Unfortunately for the folks at Colorado, it was like, I, I got to get out of this program. He went to the Pac-12 mm. counterpart in Oregon and just lit it up. He was fan-flippantastic last year. He's a CB1 and would be a perfect compliment to Marco Wilson. Give me your thoughts on both these prospects in a trade-down scenario. I mean, they would be great. You So you had you had Gonzalez, and what was the second prospect? Well, Tyree Wilson. Yeah, Tyree Wilson, the big six foot six pass rusher out of out of Texas Tech. Obviously, you're looking both of these guys transferred early on. Like you had Wilson at Texas AM. He goes to tech. Uh, you know, he goes from the SEC back to the Big 12. And then you've got Gonzalez. Gonzalez always has ties on the on the team with the Cardinals. His brother-in-law is David Blau. Um, I, I think look, it's just you just have to figure out like the Arizona Cardinals have talked to Gonzalez, they've talked to uh, Witherspoon, um, and they've talked to Tyree Wilson. So you just got to figure out, you know, who the guy is, who shows up on tape, who's going to be the one that you can build with, who's going to be part of this team going forward. Um, so look, I mean, if, if that's if those are the two players that that you know our guy Albright has identified, I think that that's something you can sell this fan base in a trade down. It'd be yeah. tough to sell them at third overall, no doubt about it. I think that I did a radio show today. I think it was in um, like the, the North Carolina area, like around uh, Charlotte, and they did a mock draft. And they're like, "Okay, well, we're not doing any trades. It's stick and pick." So the Cardinals are taking third overall. I think if they do stick and pick at third overall, the the play still is Will, Will Anderson. It's like it's yeah. the keep it simple, stupid method. It's like don't mess with it. If you're going to take a, the top prospect there, you take Anderson. But if you trade down, then you still look at some really, really impressive prospects, including Gonzalez, including Wilson. Uh, I mean, if you're sitting there at seven and they're both on the board, Johnny, I don't know. I I would because I see in the chat too. I'm almost on the. I would err on the side of going with the corner that's more established and and did more at the college level than a guy who projects to be a really big and and uh, you know as far as disruptive Tyree Wilson. I, I I'm still kind of concerned that he wasn't that productive with the red Raiders. Yeah. And again, this, this pick, whether it's a three or seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 is still going to be the first pick of this new regime. You don't want to fumble it. Like Steve Kime, unfortunately did with Jonathan Cooper, fair or not. Jonathan Cooper had a, had an E issue and was never the same. Tyree Wilson right now currently has a foot issue that is not, you know, going away anytime soon. So I'm, I'm in a position, we're in a position right now with this franchise where the, the first pick, even, even if they're not close to being selected near each other, if that, if that, let's pull up the Benjamin Albright tweet one more time. Yeah. You're, you're going to gift Will Anderson to Seattle. That's a rough look. That's a rough look for Cardinal fans. And, and, and again, your pick needs to be home run. Even yeah, if Will it, Anderson it, turns out great, you can't whiff on it. It, this is an interesting tweet too, because when you look at like what he's done, his annual tradition, if he had to guess, he's got the the Panthers. Obviously, they traded it up to one; they take Stroud, and then the Texans make the decision ultimately to go with Bryce Young, and then he's got the Cardinals expected to trade down to Christian Gonzalez or Tyree Wilson. If you've got the Colts, if they're the team that's trading up to three, and then the Arizona Cardinals come down to four. Or is, you know, and I'm not sure. I wish you could kind of add a little bit more context to this. Like, do they trade within the top ten? Are they trading with the Falcons? Are they trading with the Raiders, who are just uh, still within the top ten? You know, yeah. what what kind of haul would you get? And and, and that would also decide. You know, are you going Gonzalez and or Wilson. Uh, but why does it take them if they're if they're trading with the Colts? It doesn't take them without you know, striking distance for Anderson. But he's, he's obviously just going off of what he heard because we heard similar things, especially with Tyree Wilson at the combine. We did. Johnny. We did. Like Tyree Wilson is, it reminds me so much of that 2013 draft. Remember some of the pass rushers that went in that draft? If we turn the clocks back, 
it's like Barkevius Mingo. Remember him and like the kid from LSU and the kid from Oregon. And I know that was 10 years ago, but the, the general con con uh, consensus was, well, these guys just project better because of their length, but they didn't have yeah. the numbers at the collegiate level. And I'm like, talking like Deion Jordan. Is that who yeah. Deion yeah. Jordan and Barkevius Mingo. Remember those yeah. guys in, in Kimes first ever draft. And I'm like, they were physical specimens. And they flamed out. And I'm sure there are examples of guys who didn't have robust numbers at the collegiate level. But with Tyree Wilson specifically, it's the Big 12. We know what kind of defense they play in the Big 12. And it's not great. And then you right. couple that with, I, I want to see historic sack numbers from you if you're Tyree Wilson playing in that conference to feel better about it. So I, he is a specimen. He's a man among men. He's a, he's a huge wingspan. It's unbelievable. And you can make the argument was he underutilized, underdeveloped with maybe average coaching at Texas Tech, a late bloomer? I mean, Dominican Sue went to Nebraska, who has not been great, you know, historically, uh, recently biased. Obviously, historically, they have been. But that, that to me, is I, we're going to have to cross that bridge when we get there with the Tyree Wilson situation because I, I think Christian Gonzalez is a much safer pick than Tyree Wilson. I think somebody like Paris Johnson, assuming he's a tackle, not a guard, is a safer pick. Skaronsky, I like the kid, the defensive end from Iowa, believe it or not. Ty Tyree Wilson. I mean, you like this, Ben Ness? Is that yeah. yeah. I, this franchise needs to get back to like, it's it's either, hey, we got to hit a home run or it's a bust. Like, can we hit some doubles? Can we hit some triples, right? Can we get some people second and third contracts? Yeah. Like, maybe they're not going to be the best at their position in the NFL. Right. But can they just not be laughably bad? Right. I mean, Will Anderson is an automatic extra base hit. Yeah. Of course he is. Right. With with you know with a chance to, to stretch it from a double to a triple and, and maybe even a home run. He's got that skill set. But I I agree. Like, is he is he Bosa right away? Do you see that? Probably not. But but that's asking a lot. I mean, Bosa played at the defensive player of the year level last year. Did he? He ended up taking it home. I can't even remember if he took he home did, the yeah. He did, yeah, yeah. Screw that guy. I uh, would offer. I would like. I would offer. Bosa had more question marks coming out of Ohio State. Well, he wasn't healthy. He missed his last year. He right. shut it down early. Uh, I mean, the Bosas were all about the business side of this game, which is isn't appealing. But you know, those guys have shown that when healthy, they can be disruptive as far as you know, shut down passing attacks with their pass rush ability. I, I love this comment from the shoe. Three triples is greater than a solo home run. And that's hundred percent, right? Like this, sure. this franchise, like, yeah. Do they need better elite players for sure? Absolutely. If but you like manufacture any talent, like if, if you, if you, I mean, it, it's, it's, if you're going small ball at all, right. It is if, if there's a home run on the board, you probably take them. Right. But if you need to manufacture, if you need to draft and develop, Absolutely. Even if if you get you know a, a couple doubles and a single, like this roster is in such terrible shape that it you just need to add you know solid NFL caliber players. But at the same time, like you, like with the first round pick, I think it's it's important that you get somebody that you're gonna want to re-sign once they're. You know, obviously, it's it's an easy pickup of the fifth year option. Maybe even get to the negotiating table before you do that and and sign to an extension because that's just something that this franchise wasn't in the routine of doing. No, and like it, it, with Isaiah Simmons, let's talk about Isaiah Simmons for a second because uh, the money is a factor of why the Cardinals probably won't keep him around long term. Whereas, like you're okay paying great money to a really good offensive lineman. Because what's the alternative? Oh, you're terrible, and your and your offensive line is a sieve, and you're getting Kyler Murray destroyed, right? It's why DJ Humphreys at the end of the day was a good draft pick for the Cardinals. They need more players like that, not necessarily with their top, you know, three pick or seven or eleven pick. You want a Pro Bowler, but it's like you need players to play critical positions. This is not breaking news, and be above average. And with Isaiah Simmons, it's like we talked about it on yesterday's show. It's a non-valued position that at the end of the day, you're going to be paying a premium for. And best case scenario is he, maybe he's Fred Warner for a year. But then, like, how do you how do you quantify that if you're Austin Ford and Gannett? It just that's why you put such an emphasis on, like, these core positions, offensive and defensive line, number one corner, pass rusher, quarterback. I mean, that's that's where this franchise is going to be built around moving forward. And I also feel like. They're building this franchise up. Don't let it, don't get it twisted to, to, to set Kyler Murray up for success. Like 
they're not taking tweener backers and undersized receivers behind <laughs> for him to not be able to see down the field. I mean, they think about how this team was built. Yeah. They took tweener linebackers who didn't have position. Then they drafted little receivers for their quarterback who's undersized. That then they tried to go deep with those those receivers. I mean, it's just it's a it's a laughing stock. It's a recipe for disaster. It's like, hey, maybe get a franchise caliber guard and maybe get a pass rusher or a defensive right. a five or a three technique that can rush the passer. It's 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 funny because it's sad, but thankfully it's over with Kai and how he operated as a team builder. But we really have never been in a position where an Austin Ford has been able to come in and say. No, Michael Bidwell, this is incorrect, and I'm going to fix it for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm only laughing because I'd probably be crying if I wasn't laughing. That's right. You know, That's right. I mean, <laughs> we got producer Emma here. Emma, can we get the graphic of who the Arizona Cardinals have talked to so far during this pre-draft process? It's it's interesting. Do we have that still? This is our free agency tracker, which is good. We we can talk about the linebacker they added. We looked at it yesterday. Um, I don't know if, if it already made it out of the way, but. Basically, the Arizona Cardinals had talked to, uh, as far as the combine. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm pulling up this sweet, sweet list here on my own. And well, okay. I'm going to tell you who they've met with. So the Cardinals are in a position right now because of all their visits. They can get they get 30 top uh, top whatever visits. They get, mm -hmm. they get 30 private visits. It's private time, and we need to be private. And they get all these <laughs> visits. Um, and, and then they have combine yeah. visits that they that right. they utilize in Indianapolis. And like we saw the quote today from Will Anderson that said he's only talked to the Houston, Texas Texans, and that's it, right? So you're like, right. well, that's strange because I thought the Cardinals talked to him. They did talk to him at the combine. They haven't had him on a private visit just yet. They haven't had a private workout with him. So that's just a combine visit. So is just Anthony Bradford, the tackle from LSU. That was combine. Julius Bentz, Brents, the corner from K-State. He was a combine guy. Gervin Dexter, the DT from Florida, combine guy. Here are their private uh, interviews that they've had so far. This is the top 30 guys that they probably had to their facility, maybe wind and dine at stake 44. I don't know that for sure, but Jalen Duncan, the tackle from Maryland. Paris Johnson, the tackle from Ohio State. That should get you yes, really please. excited, that one. Uh, yes, you've please. got Jamie, Jamie Robinson, the corner from Florida State. He was a private visit, so... You got a corner, and then you got two offensive linemen. I mean, that's that's them looking to the trenches as far as where they're utilizing these opportunities and doing their homework on these prospects before the draft. That has, I mean, you wouldn't see that with with Kime. You just didn't. And you know, the, the Paris Johnson really being in the conversation for a trade down, uh, you know, somebody that they could trade down and still select in the top 10 that gets you excited that they we when you talk about building this team for kyler murray getting a franchise left tackle the caliber of paris johnson that's that's exciting yeah uh, paris johnson to me i mean if i had to pick a player if they trade down and let's say they go down to tennessee at 11 and it's like hey titans give us your one this year and your one next year and your two this year and your two next year and a couple of threes Let's just gut the Tennessee Titans. You want Anthony Richardson? Give us all the picks. I'm taking Paris Johnson. That's that would be my vote. And again, there are some sides. So like he can he can play guard. Have you seen him? He's enormous. He's playing tackle. Yeah. He was an elite tackle in the Big Ten. Skaronsky, you want to talk to me about playing guard? Maybe he's six three and a half. Maybe six four. He's a little bit undersized at best. He's a right tackle. Uh, to me, Paris Johnson. How often do Ohio State players bust too? Can we talk about that for a second? The Cardinals under Kime. We're allergic to Ohio State players and everywhere else they went and would become studs. Scary Terry Metcalf, all the offensive and defensive linemen, even the linebackers. I'm all in on Paris Johnson. Only really I, quarterbacks for, and, and like the jury's still out on, on the field, Billy Price. Yeah. The Billy Price that yeah. everybody wants to point to. And, and he's the outlier because <laughs> everybody thought he was going to be great because right. he was great in college. But Paris Johnson, to me, go put on the, the tape on the Final Four against Georgia and what Paris Johnson did for CJ Stroud that day. Hot damn. That's what I that's what the Cardinals need for Kyler Murray. You get a franchise and then you could play him at guard first year if you wanted to. You got Kelvin Beachum on a two-year deal. You got DJ Humphrey Humphrey's basically on a one-year deal. That's how you kickstart this rebuild. Hot damn. Hot damn. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no pressure for him to go out there and protect Colt McCoy's, you know, the the on the right side of the line. It's not his blind side. It would just be no. Colt McCoy would just see whichever defender is bearing down on him because that's that's what would happen you would have you would have him in there and he, he, there would be no pressure for him to immediately produce and make an impact so uh yeah the, this is 
this has after coming off of them, as you mentioned, the undersized receivers, like the one receiver that they've talked to is Jonathan Mango. He's six two. Like the, the guy that they brought in, the, the signing that they brought in, Zach Pascal, he's a slot receiver, but he's six two. He's yeah. physical. So Arizona Cardinals made a signing today. We'll get into that in a little bit. But you know, as as we're sitting here, you know, a little bit more than a month out from the draft. I'm already excited about to see what Monty Osterford's going to do, especially since he's going to have somewhere around, you know, 10 to a dozen picks to make. Uh, speaking of pick, it's time for you to make your pick and your pick should be Fubo TV. Are you ready for this? Well, let's talk about it. 140 live channels of sports, movies, shows, live news, and get this, you can stream live TV from any device watch the most sports for the lowest possible price and start watching bo brock get this immediately with a seven day free trial again best part about it no contracts right i'm off contracts cable get it out of here no hassle just literally sign up right now with fubo tv and start watching a thousand hours of cloud dvr included at no extra charge streaming is the way of the future Watch local teams, even while you're traveling, which is fantastic. We travel for work. We want to be plugged in to all the many Valley sports, and you should too. Again, it is time. College hockey, NCAA tournament, ESPN2, ESPN, ESPN News, Final Four. How about that? Get it now. Again, Fubo TV. Use the link in the description, and we're going to help you out. We're going to give you 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro Check it out now. Load up when you're not watching PHNX. Ought to be watching Fubo TV, Bo. Yeah, I was checking out Fubo for the first time. Just the interface is easy to use. It's got all the channels you want. Uh, I accidentally, what have you streamed so far? What have you been streaming on Fubo? Oh, man, uh, basketball. I mean, let, let's be real. I, I've tried other streamers. They are not my jam. This is my jam. This is what works for me. You know, I'm out in rural Arizona and Maricopa. And I need my Fubo to be able to watch the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And it's great that they have Valley Sports. Can't be said for most of the streaming options out there. Um, so it, it it's legit. I checked out Midsummer on streaming and gave me, I was looking at Fubo. That is a terrifying movie. I, it it's a expecting. rough watch. Yeah. It's gross. Uh, a lot of gross moments. Pretty gory. Did you not? <laughs> did you watch that with the with the family not a family I, no no the family gone bad to bed i was like oh fubo we got the new service set up i'm gonna check it out i was loving it i was flipping on some of the wbc and i'm like you know what i've watched a lot of sports let's see what what movies on and i checked that out heard th- some things i thought good things but whoever told me good things about that uh i'm not gonna trust them any longer um okay good took, call it took some ogs to help me get to sleep that night I'll tell you that. And OG's thank I'm thankful for OG's every day of my life now because OG's brand's tough to top. Arizona's top cannabis kitchen. They got all the products that you're looking for for your cannabis experience, your gummy experience. They've got the best gummies in the state. In in I'm gonna say in the world, actually. I think I agree with that. I think it's po- po- quite possible they're doing it better than anybody. It's woven within the fabric of Arizona, just like PHNX Sports synonymous with Arizona, so is OG's brands. You got to check out some of the great flavors that they have. You know, of course, they've got the blackberries and cream. They've got the strawberry and cream, their new happy balance mm. two to one CBD to THC ratio. It's the happy balance gummy that you don't want to miss out on. You can check them out. You're on the shelves of your local dispensary. Go check that out if you're 21 years or older. You've got the sleep time gummy, which will help put you to sleep and keep you to sleep. And then they got the uh, old reliables. How about orange cream sickle? Can't go wrong there. Or any of the tropical flavors. Check out all of their products. OGsbrands.com. That's OGsbrands.com. And on your social channels as well, at OGsbrands. Love OGs. Creamsicle. Hello. It's the best. Uh, Dylan Richards, you're the best friend of the program. Where's the D-line and cornerback veteran depth, Johnny and Bo? Funny you <laughs> should ask that because the Cardinals just signed a key defender. But wait, oh. Bo, he plays linebacker. I uh, kind of play special teams. He's, he, a he's, he's a special teamer. For the How most big part. can we get the linebacker room in Arizona? It's can not, we just... He's not even, he, he, he's played like single digit percentage snaps at the linebacker position. Uh, but the Arizona Cardinals did make an official signing today. It was Josh Woods. He's got uh, experience with the Bears and the Lions. Dave Sears, your assistant general manager, coming up, came over from sure. the Lions. Culture I think guy. he had like, 
14 tackles on special teams. That would have probably led the Cardinals. It certainly led the Lions. He was a he was a captain on that team. He was a captain for the Lions. Uh, so Josh Woods is your newest Arizona Cardinal special teamer. So you've got like you brought back Zeke Turner as of right now. Uh, Dennis Gardeck is on the roster. If he's a post June 1st guy, you could probably save this season close to three million dollars in cap space still. Uh, does does this wood signing mean the end for a guy like Gardeck? That remains to be seen. Oh, captain, my captain. I, I like it too. I like that he was a captain, culture guy, high character. Again, Bo hit the nail on the head. Dave Sears this is a Dave Sears signing. They loved him in Detroit. I talked to a buddy of mine before the show, covers the Lions, big fan. Um, we just make the State Farm Stadium the linebacker room. And because they have so many linebackers on the team, they just they fill up the stadium and then they just conduct the individual workouts there. Jeff Rogers is getting a pretty solid special teams unit in free agency. I mean, he's held on so far to Gardeck. He's held they yeah. they re-sign Zeke Turner. They re-sign Matt Prater. I don't know what they'll go punter-wise. We haven't heard any news as far as Andy Lee. I know they've got Cooney on the roster, a guy that's been on and off the roster since last training camp. Uh, at the punting position, and then they brought in a new long snapper. So um, they're building their special teams. But this is an organization just like New England. As Monty comes back from New England and Gannon from Philly, like they special teams is a big part of this equation. It's just as important yeah. as offense and defense. So character, they, yeah. They want guys who are high character guys that are not going to break the bank. Hello. And they don't want to put themselves in a position where they don't have flexibility next offseason. And we've yeah. talked about that at nauseum. It's Nick Rollis, folks. It's Nick Rollis. He's the DC now. It's not Vance Joseph. They're not gonna right. they're not gonna sign a special teamer who plays linebacker and Vance Joseph go, You sir, are my starting inside linebacker. The, the, the elite players, the meat of this roster are coming in late April for the foreseeable future. And they're gonna pepper in some guys every March and occasionally they'll make a splash. Was I I just I don't want to get on a soapbox here, but I, I feel I mean, like, well, listen, can we, do we have the uh, free agency tracker by chance? Uh, producer Emma, look at this fantastic tracker. Those external signings may not do a lot for a lot of people. Although this show has been telling you that Kaiser White was going to be a Cardinal since January. Hello. <laughs> Everything else is you're just, you're just dipping your toe in the pool. And here's what I'll say, Bo. You either want to rebuild and you want to do it right or you want to have some cheat meals, right? We can't have our cheat meals every day. It's sooner or later, this franchise has got to get healthy. They got to get healthy and they got to build a sustainable winner. And there are a lot of people on the Twitter streets in December and January that are like, tear it down, start over, start from scratch, do it right, stop taking the shortcuts. And Michael Bidwell literally wrote all those fat checks to Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury to make them go away. And he went out and got an external GM, an assistant GM, a new head coach, and they're like, okay, we're going to rebuild this thing. And then everybody's like, why aren't you signing a bunch of free agents, you know, in their mid to late 20s, early 30s for a bunch of money? It's like, number one, this is the worst free agent class, I think, of the last 10 years. And mm -hmm. I, I know that that coincides with my agenda that the Cardinals didn't need to go out and sign a bunch of players. <laughs> Look at the players that are available, guys. Come on. Come on now. If there were, if there were, if there were Chandler Joneses and Anquan Boltons and Calais Campbells in their mid 20s, you you'd have an argument for me. But I, there's just nobody in free agency that I'm like, man, that's really going to jeopardize what the Cardinals want to do by not getting that player. So I, I have watched this franchise punt year after year, April after April on the NFL draft. And I've watched other teams consistently beat their ass by making smart, strategic moves mm -hmm. that set themselves up for five, seven, ten years runs of success. And then the Cardinals panic and they go out and they sign guys past their prime. And they're not doing that for once. So I it doesn't bother me. I, I I understand where they're coming from. I don't know if it's gonna work. They could make the wrong picks. I'm not sitting up here and saying that everything they're doing is gonna work beautifully. They're setting them up themselves up, guys, to have the most cash and the most assets for the next 12 to 18 months. I don't hate that. I'm sorry. I don't want to be paying guys that other teams said you can have them, take them away, pay them. I don't want them. I don't want to do that anymore. And, and when you look at who they've brought back or you look at who they've signed externally in the positions that they play and the draft prospects that they're talking to that we can confirm they've talked to, where they're sitting with their uh, right currently as far as their draft position and what they where they could be sitting, I think it coincides with what direction they're gonna go. So like they add a couple guys on the defensive line. 
they've they've been they they have 12 people in their offensive lineman room right now. Yeah, are is anybody legit? You know, uh, big you know protector of Kyler Murray that you could rely upon, even like DJ Humphreys. I know he has uh, had some decent seasons, but he's going to be in his 30s. Is he going to be somebody you're going to rely upon a lot in the future? Probably not. But they've got some stop gaps in that room to where it kind of points to they haven't signed anybody on the edge and they haven't signed really anybody outside of re-signing Antonio Hamilton to play cornerback. I think that those are two spots that they're going to really attack as far as the NFL draft come next month. Yeah, they just, they're strategic. Let's be strategic. I don't want to see 30-year-olds who were told to go away by other teams take snaps away from my first overall pick. I'm done doing that. And I think the Cardinals are too. I'll tell you what I'm not done doing, Bo, is checking out gophnx.com. The many workings of our talented, talented peers. If you haven't checked out the bevy of riders that we have on our disposal at gophnx.com, you're doing yourself a disservice. Speaking of riders, Howard Balls are cranking out articles on the regular. Slam that promo code, Howard. H-O-W-O-R-D. Pick up a hat and or t-shirt for free. Becoming a diehard at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. And uh, you can get 20% off all events. And speaking of an event, we have the PHNX 2.0 Tea Party tomorrow night at Dobson Ranch. Hot damn, 45 bucks per person. But as I just mentioned, Bo, 36 for a diehard, 160 for a foursome. But if, you, if you're a diehard, it goes down to 120. And this is what I'm looking at. Kids 10 and under play for free because, you know, I'm bringing my whole family. Let my kids run around. Can somebody watch my eight-year-old, my three-year-old? So I can have, you guessed it, some tasty four peaks beverages, Bo. <laughs> if it's free, it's for JV. No doubt about it. He's taking his family. He's going to have some extended family that we've never even met before. He's just going to be <laughs> picking up people off the street, sneaking them in as long as they're at the right age. But no, it's an unbelievable event. I'm going to be out there as well, taking my wife, taking my kid. We're going to have a blast. We're going to have some drinks. We're going to have some great food. We're going to play on the putting greens there. We're going to hit the long balls at the range. We're going to be taking advantage of all the vendors that we're going to be have it out there that are going to take care of us and also watch and heckle the PHNX Suns pre and post game show. Can't wait for it. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for this chat. Everybody here, 252 of you to like this video, subscribe wherever you get your podcast to subscribe to PHNX Cardinals on uh, wherever you get your pods, subscribe to PHNX sports on YouTube. We're back to put a bow on this week. Will the Cardinals try to sneak a little tasty D-hop train on a Friday news dump? I wouldn't put it past them. In the meantime, he's Bull Brock. I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you manana. Peace, everybody. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 